Welcome to Real Black Contents Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about the good pastor. <laughs> we're going to talk about the good bishop. We're going to talk about the good reverend, right? We're going to talk about our brother from Atlanta, Pastor Dollar, as he's, you know, he came into a new revelation, as he say, right? And he's talking about tithing. And he's talking about 10%, right? So, yeah, man, we're going to really have that conversation because, um, you know, what happens in the church house is going to affect us in the community because most of our people that come out the neighborhood, this is where we go. You know, we go to the church house. And, um, yeah, let's have that conversation, beloved. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Because um, you see Pastor Dollar, man, he's a mega pastor. He's a mega preacher and he's over a mega church. So by him coming to this revelation about the 10% rule, I mean, I think it's big personally, right? I think it's a big deal. I think, uh, I think it's revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, it's a big deal, man. I mean, it's really, a really, it's really a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Because we can start talking about redirecting some bread. If you can, if you play this thing right, if other pastors get on board, you talking about redirecting some real paper. And we talking about some change that can go on in a lot of families with just this move that happened in the church house, right? Why do you say that, Big VJ? Why indeed do you say that? Because, you know, I was raised in the church myself, right? And um, I kind of knew, you know, when I was a teenager, you know, uh, I knew it was off. The tithing thing was off. And um, even though it was off, I still uh, gave my tithe anyway. Because, see, the local church have a safety net. You know what I mean? And the safety net is this, right? So let's just say, for instance, that you belong to a church that the doctrine is because see on the outside looking in, you know, you may think that there's a such thing as Christian values and Christian beliefs and all of that. But when you was raised in the church, you know, no, all church folks don't believe the same thing. Everybody believes something different. You know, these folks may believe in being baptized in Jesus name. These folks don't. These folks may believe a woman can preach. These folks don't. These folks may believe that you can get a divorce and remarry. These folks don't believe that. You know, these folks may believe that women can wear pants. You know what I'm saying? These folks don't. Like, it's not, it may look different on the outside, but when you was raised in the church, it's different. These folks believe you can be baptized in Jesus' name and you're good to go. These folks don't believe that. They say you got to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So, Again, it looks all the same on the outside, but when you go in these buildings, it's a little different. But one thing these pastors and these bishops, is one thing they did get on the one accord with, no matter how many of their beliefs is different. You know what I'm saying? No, no matter you know how different their denomination may be. When it came to ties, being 10% of your income, they all on board with that. <laughs> A lot of stuff, you know, when you grew up in the church, a lot of stuff 
it, it gets a little muddy. You know what I mean? It gets cloudy. You don't know which is which because this church believe that and this church believe this. But when it came to that times, no, it was all the same. You know, that 10% on your check that worked everywhere, that was preached everywhere. 90% of these, that's 90% of the Christian belief, right? So what Cleflo is doing is a big deal. Saying, you know, because it's going to cause a ripple effect. And in my estimate, if I'm just, you know, we having a conversation, what I think is ultimately going to happen is this. By Pastor Dollar coming out and saying, well, church folks is underneath grace, not the law. And tithing falls underneath the law. What that means, in my estimate, is that he's going to have to build probably a new church in the next 24 months. Because the way the internet is set up and social media is set up is that folks are going to go back to their pastors and ask them, hey, what's up with this? We hear pass a dollar talk that. And if they go against what he's saying, it's kind of going to make them look greedy. It's going to make them look like, you know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be like, nah, I still need that 10 percent. I don't care what buddy over there saying I need that 10. And. Pass a dollar, we have to build a new church because everybody eventually is just going to run to his church because he's he's a super. You know, most times you hear stuff like this from small church pastors, like, "No, man, that tithing is off." You know what I mean? Because um, I got around a new understanding of a lot of things when I got around my wife, pastor. You know what I'm saying? This is the first time. I grew up in the church, but I grew up underneath pastors that got ties. They didn't have no jobs. They sit at the crib. You brought in that 10%. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to give, you know, respect, which respect is due. The pastors that I came in contact with my whole life, in my estimate, was overworked. I felt as though, you know, because they got these, I don't know, single people's conferences. Then they got single people's counseling. You know what I'm saying? And then they're trying to help folks with their individual issues. And then, you know, pastors, especially black preachers, they got to play matchmaker. You know what I'm saying? So they keep having these single conferences so the women can find a husband. And then these men can find a wife. And then once they marry these folks up, the same pastor, he got to come back. He got to be a marriage counselor all of a sudden. And then he got to start throwing marriage conferences for the married folks. And then when he do that, these folks is working. And they start messing up money. We talking about black folks. We know our village. We know our people. So then after he does that, all of a sudden, he got to be a financial advisor. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> then once you, you know, you get him as a financial advisor, he got to be a motivational speaker. And then while he's doing all of that, when big mama gets sick or your mama gets sick or your sister gets sick or your brother, they don't call for their siblings. They don't call for their children. They call for their pastor to come out there. And so this man don't never get no break. On top of all that, he got to work weekends for the rest of his life. You see what I'm saying? But even all of that, the pastors that I came in contact with, they lived off the top, the 10%. They didn't have no job. It wasn't until I met my white pastor that I seen a man have a job that was a pastor over a church. Like he was at a job for 35 years. He got off work and he, I never seen this in my life. He retired from his job and then he got another job, but he still was a pastor. 
Then he passed on, right? His name was Pastor Kostoffin. Pastor Kostoffin, he passed on. And then the guy that's sitting in the seat, now he got a job. And he's doing the same. So i never seen that. But the preachers that I came on up under all lived off the tithing. You know what I mean? So now with Pastor Dollar doing this, this is going to change the game. Because, again, folks is going to go to their pastors and be like, yo, what's up? And then, you know, um, here's the thing with that now. Right, because here's a safety net that a lot of pastors do have. Even myself, like again, I stumbled upon some information because I was, I was a young teenager and I was researching tithing, and um, I kind of noticed that, you know, that when it came to tithing, because while I'm studying this, eventually over time, I I kind of got a, a full understanding. I started to notice that. Anytime tithing was given to somebody, it wasn't just a man of God. You see, that's what I first noticed. And then I learned all men of God, they don't have the same offices. They have different positions in the ministry. Tithing was given to the priest. Not the bishop, not the pastor, not the evangelist, not the... Jojo know how to play the drum, so he gonna get a piece of the pot. So, no, it was none of that. Tithing was always given to the priest. And when you go to black folks' churches, black folks don't have, we don't have priests in our church. Catholic people do. But the churches that we go to, like apostolic and Pentecostal and <laughs> Church of God of Christ and all that, you know, we don't have no priests up in there. So we really ain't have no, so I kind of caught on to that. I'm like, yo, we don't have no priests up in here, you know. We have, you know, we take our sins, we get on our knees and we tell the good Lord, that's how, but the safety net to that was this. Even if you discover or stumble upon the truth, the local church, more often than not, when you become a member, it's a rule book. You see what I'm saying? So the rule book was saying like, um. This is what they practice and this is what they believe. And if you want to be a member, of course, you got to follow the rules of the church house. I'm talking about the local church rule book. I ain't talking about nothing biblical. They have like local, you know what I mean? So even though you could be right biblically on this end, if your church or your local church rule book says this is what we do, you, you don't want to be disobedient because you still said, you, you know what I mean? You're the member. Right. That's like the safety net that a lot of churches have. That's why when some people are coming out against Pastor Dollar now, they saying, well, yo, he been preaching tithing for 30 years. He need to get these folks their money back. And I'm like, nah, I don't think he need to give nobody their money back because I'm not, you know, I'm not the type of person that believe in. Um, y'all y'all got your own Bible. Even if you disagree with him, you know what I'm saying? You, you read it yourself. You say, nah. But if you said you're going to believe. And you're going to follow the church rules. You had to do it anyway. So it really don't make no, you know what I'm saying? It don't make no difference if you stumble upon the truth. You, This is what you sign up for, right? But maybe all that is a different story for a different day. This is what I think is so revolutionary about what Pastor Dollar is doing. In my estimate, right? I went to my family. And I was talking to my family about the tithing thing, right? Because, you know, we're giving 10% of our income to the ministry, right? 
So now, you know, okay, we know the truth. And what I went to my family, I, I did it like this. My intentions was not for them to just stop paying or stop putting the 10% aside. Because many of my family members that were tithers, beloved, they had been doing this for 40 years, 30 years, 20 years. You know what I'm talking about? They've been doing this for, those are some real numbers, beloved. So what I was saying, I was like, yo, collectively what we can do is withdraw our membership to the local church so we won't be disobedient because we know the truth but we don't want to be disobedient to the church rules and regulations you know i'm talking about the local building but we can still go to the same building we can still go every sunday we can still show up we can still support you know what i mean that 10 percent though let's put it in a family account and let's just see what it do because out of an entire family right let's just say you took eight people out your family you know what i mean because i got more than eight people in my family that's tithers but let's just say in your family you just took eight people y'all just took eight people out and let's just say for conversation sake everybody making forty thousand dollars now i got folks in my family i can name you eight and they're making well over forty thousand dollars but let's just say for this conversation, they're just making a 40 piece, right? Eight people making $40,000 a year, which means as a tither giving 10% of their income, they would pay $4,000 a piece. Now, $4,000 annually, that's not a whole lot of money for black folk because we love wasting money. You know what I'm saying? $4,000, um, depending on who you are, that's a... Uh, that's an entertainment bill for the year. You may spend that much on entertainment. You may spend that much in uh, restaurants. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about black folks. Many of us, we spend, that's a uh, Comcast bill annually. We spending that much money on cable for entertainment, watch the television. You know what I'm talking about? So let's just say, you know, that's not a whole lot of money is what the point I'm trying to make. But collectively now, if all eight of us is putting that four grand in one pot, in 12 months, that would be about $32,000 a year, right? $32,000 a year. Man, that's a lot of money liquid. I ain't going to front. That's a good little piece, right? But if we took that every five years, that would be what? Somebody help me out. My math ain't that good now. It's like... Like a million six, maybe in five years, it means I know 10 years it'll be like 3.2, 3.2 million liquid. Now we're talking liquid, we ain't talking no funny money, we talking about liquid. Now, this is how much your family could have in a family account, right? A million to change in five years, liquid if they just kept their own money, not found some new money. Just redirected the money that they already got going out. And they just said, all right, we got the truth. We're going to hold on to it. Man, that's some serious paper. That's some serious paper for a family account to have. Right? So it's not like black families don't have the money. 
we're just taking the money and we're giving it. We using a financial practice that's going to benefit somebody else's. Don't it don't really benefit us? You know what I mean? But see, that is even for debate. That's open for the argument because most tithers they say, "Listen, I hear what you're saying, VJ, but you know what? I've been tithing 20 years, and I'm blessed, and I'm living good, and you know, uh, and they may give you some verses to back up how they feel." You know what I mean? And um, I would never challenge that because that's somebody's belief. If they saying they're doing this and this is allowing them to be blessed, I won't challenge that. You know what I mean? But I, I will say this, though, because we're throwing the word blessed around because we are tithers, right? We're blessed because we're tithers. Um, when your entire family, though, over 90% of them is employees. Then what does that say? They're not employers, they're employees. Then what does that say? You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, when it's time to get some legal representation through your family, do they have an attorney to represent them? Because if you don't have a rep, you know, how does that work? You know what I mean? Because we're talking about a collective family. Money is going out. And we all blessed because of it. So let's just have a conversation on what does these blessings look like? Because the average black family I know, they don't have a, they don't have an attorney to represent them. You know what I mean? Who's the therapist for the family? Who's the family counselor? Like, who's the uh, family financial advisor? We don't have none of that? Okay. Um, how many businesses do our family own? Or your family own? Like, how many? We all sit down. Because we, when we get together at the fair reunion, it's a whole bunch of us. We passing them plates around. You know, got that nasty-ass potato salad. Some of y'all got that pork on your plate. And we, you know what I mean? And we looking around and... Are we looking at a pool of employers or are we looking at a pool of employees? What are we looking at when we at the Davidson family reunion or the Jackson family reunion or the Williams family reunion or the Smith family reunion? What are we looking at? You know what I'm talking about? We live in America. We love America. They got businesses all over the place, corporations, as a family. How much stocks we own in these Folks, companies over here. We start talking about shares. What we looking like? You know what I'm talking about? Do our family have a family savings account? Do we got that? The Cartwright savings account, the Johnson savings account that we all just putting. So I'm trying to figure out because we be talking this. Oh, we living like this because we doing this. But the last time I checked, beloved, when Pookie. Or Ray Ray, a nook nook, they lose their life, maybe doing something a little silly, a little foolish. We all frying chicken and frying fish to make sure that they get a proper burial. But I can guarantee you, any hood funeral that we go to, when you get to that funeral, it's 10 to 15 family members in there, they tithing somewhere.
They ain't got no money to put Pookie down. We had to do wash cars and fry fish and fry chicken and all. We had to do that for that. But we we bragging about how we giving money to somebody. This is how people carry on now. Come on, this real talk. I ain't just we just having a conversation. We you blessed because you doing this and we okay. Let's sit back and we need to. You know what I mean? Because I'm looking at a lot of families. Graduation time coming up. You know what I'm talking about? Graduation time coming up. And we looking for the McDonald's scholarship and the Burger King scholarship. And all right, that's cool. You know what I mean? But I'm looking back. I'm saying, well, shit. I mean, uh, you know, where's the Johnson scholarship fund at? The babies ain't got no money for college. The family ain't got no Y'all having these babies and we all throwing each other baby showers and then we coming up. There's no money, but I can guarantee you now because everybody not going to college. Everybody not going to trade school. And many of us are not going because the money is not there. It's not even an option. You know, we're going to try to pay or grant our way through everything. But I can guarantee you when these babies is graduating and these big families and there's 50 people at the family union, 20 of them is toddlers. But when it's time to send the kids to school somewhere, we can't. So we start, we sending our babies to the military because ain't no money for school. Ain't no money for business. If we put our money together, it's money for business. So you try to, you know, we trying to talk to people. We don't need no new money. The easiest thing to do is redirect the money that is already going out. That's why, you know what I'm saying? Yo. Shout out to our brother, Cleflo Dollar. Shout out to brother Dollar because what he did was revolutionary. He opened up a can of worms. This is not Reverend Porkchop from, he got a, a small storefront on Greenfield and Seven Mile preaching. He got 20 to 25 members in there. That's not him. <laughs> what the man is saying is not going away. This is a mega preacher. This ain't no small two, three hundred member. You know, he going live on YouTube. You look at his live feed on YouTube. He's, you know, he got 13 people in the live. You know what I'm talking about? He talking about tithing is that ain't the move. But look at this man. He ain't nobody listen to the guy. This ain't the guy. You see it. We be on Facebook on Sundays. Y'all going to wake up on Sunday and y'all got that family member. They always, you know, they at the church house and. You know, he ain't got his uh, production team together, so they just holding up a camera phone and, you know, they just, um, you know, they, they going live and they got eight folks on their live. He talking about folks ain't got no business silent. Yeah, but his voice ain't big enough. Now you got a mega preacher. A mega preacher. Brother Dollar. He put that on the table now. And then he keep double down and on it every week. He ain't let up on this thing. Now, every time you look up, he's talking about that all the time now. And I'm saying, uh, <laughs> this is not going anywhere. This is not going anywhere. And what I'm submitting to you, beloved, is this, man. This can change the game for black wealth. We've been talking about how much the pastors is coming up and buying planes and jets and running all around. And now they're saying, yo, 
we just going to do what we can do off this offering y'all give. We're going to do the offering. That's how the thing that's out. But we're going to figure out how I'm going to make a salary out this offering. But that 10% is on you. Uh-oh. Again, it may not mean nothing individually. But collectively, this is this may make a good conversation, man. For your family, beloved, because I, I tried it with mine. Now I may have to wait a little while. I'm gonna have to try it again. Now. Hey, that man, that's not going away. This is gonna open up a conversation. I'm telling you, next time you go to Atlanta and you go to Pastor Dollar Church, he's gonna have to build three, four more buildings on top of the one he got now to, to pack all the people in there because they coming. They coming. Something to consider. That's all. We're just having a conversation and uh <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that, beloved. But yeah, man, I, our people, yeah, yeah. This this person, you know, we bless this, bless that, and it's some blessing going around. But man, it's a lot of our young folks. They show selling some dope now. They selling dope now. Listen to me, <laughs> the young boy that's on the corner selling dope. I can promise you, they come from a family. With 15 to 20 folks in their family are tithing somewhere. They ain't got no money to give him. So he out there on the tree. He trapping. They ain't got no money to give him. You know what I mean? And then when he get locked up, they ain't going to have no money to send him. But believe it or not, beloved, if we scratch that surface, the money is in the family. We just got to, you know what I mean? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. Peace and black power to you, family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. This Real Black Content is for podcast, man. Big VG, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace.